This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. We have Steve on the line, Dr. Steve Hamilton, and he joins us now. Good afternoon. How are you today? Well, thankfully, very good. And um, rather be here than in northern New South Wales, I'm afraid. Yes, uh, the news coming through at the moment, 452 cases in New South Wales. Um, we're lucky we live in Queensland, I think, don't you think, Steve? Well, I think we are, and uh, let's hope we can get on top of this thing and uh, get the world back to normal. But there's all sorts of things you can do now with digital health to try and keep up to date and make sure that information about yourself is available. If you have a COVID test, you need to be able to prove that. Uh, and, and my health record is something that can certainly do that. Uh, lots of information about you, the medication that you're taking. Um, and so, you know, we can, I guess we can, we can bank online, we can shop online. We should be able to do our health online as well. And that's what's happening at the moment through modern uh, technology, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, now, just interesting, and some of the information we want to get across uh, with this interview, uh, essential workers, you don't think sometimes, you hear of essential workers, we know that they're on the, well, they're the coal face of uh, the pandemic, but you don't realise that they have to get tested every three days. Well, they do, and the part of the problem with this Delta strain is that some people are asymptomatic, and you may not know you're ill. And if you're in an essential worker, like a, a police or an ambulance or, or medical, and you're on the front line, uh, you don't want to spread that. And so, getting those tests uh, regularly is really important to make sure we can, you know, detect things early, take appropriate steps. Uh, so you do need to, yes, get tested quite quickly and quite frequently. Pathology results can be uploaded, of course, to my health record. They can indeed, and um, and that's a good way of proving that you've had it. In fact, I went to a nursing home this morning and I had to show my flu vaccine, which is also on my, my health record, and there were my two COVID uh, vaccines as well. Well, you'll be very proud of me, Dr. Steve. I have had my second jab and I have my certificate up there as well. So I'm fully vaccinated and it's a good feeling. It really is. Well, it is. And uh, remember that it's predominantly those that are not vaccinated at all that we're seeing in intensive care uh, in New South Wales. 101 people. And and, well, let's hope it doesn't come up here, but... um, you know, if you can get that vaccine, it doesn't matter which brand, you put your hand up and you say, I'll have the one I can get right now. And those pathology records that you have uploaded, it's quite amazing that uh, there ha- people doing that and viewing that has gone up 371% since June 2020. It, and it is amazing. And of course, every time you look at your own health information, you help us, and I'm a GP, get it more accurate. And I've had patients come in saying, well, that's not quite right. Can you, can you uh, update it? And I can. Uh, but, you know, looking at your own cholesterol and knowing what it is, um, looking at the last blood test that you've had, just helps you stay informed it might even help the next doctor you see by saying well actually i've got a copy of that on my phone and there's two apps that you can use these days to help one's called health eye with an eye and one's called health now as well as looking at directly on your computer Uh, but 
people are looking, and I think they've gone there because they're now looking at their immunisation information yeah. to prove about their COVID. And of course, you can see pathology, and you know, I think I think it's a good thing people are getting more involved in their own healthcare. What a time we live in, Steve. Well, well, it is extraordinary, and uh, you know, the, the the interesting thing is, if you said to GPs, "We're going to take away your computer." <laughs> and every now and again at the surgery, you know, we have a blackout or something goes wrong and the computer goes down. People want to go home. They just can't work without it. That's and I think right. that, that tells us the technology is actually starting to help. And, um, you know, I mean, imagine, well, you know, we were thinking about it today. Uh, someone said, well, you can go into a bank branch. But do they still have them? I mean, we, we do so much banking uh, on, our, on our phones and, um, you know, healthcare is catching up. And there is some really important information that you can get on your phone. Well, I'll tell you what, we do have bank branches up here and I can I can just name one of Bendigo Bank. And there's nothing nicer than face-to-face. I know the online stuff is brilliant, but it's always nice to have a little bit of face-to-face contact and have a chat to someone. Well, I totally agree. And I think that healthcare is going to be the same. I mean, uh, you can do so much over, over well, remotely. I mean, I can write now an electronic prescription uh, as a GP and send it to your phone. Very straightforward. Uh, there's two ways, well, there's a few ways of getting that. One, uh, the GP can actually send you that token by a text message and you'll, you'll, it can happen, well, within a few seconds of the GP pushing the button. Uh, and uh, that token, the pharmacist will scan and can and can actually uh, dispense the medication, and the information is transmitted, you know, perfectly. Uh, people can't read my writing still, so you know, I need to do better. <laughs> hey, Steve, let me stop you there. What is it about doctors now? When you go and you learn to be a doctor, do they also teach you how to write badly? <laughs> Well, I think we're always rushing, and I think back to those lecture theatres and, you know, the, our, our teachers, our professors talking so fast, and we've got the biro going flat out, and by the time you've uh, done that, I think people's writing just goes to one side, but uh, actually I had some pharmacists call me up and thank me for buying a computer when we first started out on electronic prescriptions. Yes, anyway. yes. I, I think sometimes they'll probably say, I'm sorry, Dr. Kildare, but your your writing is just so clear. I, I'm, you can't be a doctor. I'm afraid you That's can't. Right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> now, it's interesting. Thirteen. Now, when you consider our population, 13 million electronic prescriptions have already been issued. Isn't that amazing? Well, it is. And I guess um, we're pretty good at treating chronic disease these days. And, uh, you know, you, it's not too hard to find people with four and five medications at once. And, you know, we need to develop solutions to actually be able to send those prescriptions, test the interactions between drugs. And that's a really important thing computers can help us with. But already we've had, as you say, more than 13 million of those electronic prescriptions. The vast majority, like 90, was it 90? Eight or ninety-nine percent of chemists can actually dispense an electronic prescription. The vast majority of GPs, yep. it's just the push of a button. It's fantastic. Well, thank you uh, very much, Steve, for coming off the bench. Uh, we normally talk to Doctor Andrew, but uh, thank you. Yeah, just before you leave, question without notice. Uh, I know we've got the anti-vaxxers in our community, and I mean, you know, I respect their right. It's their body and their decision uh, for themselves and their children, but. Really, um, the message that everybody should be getting out now is get vaccinated. If we're to get back to any anything like normality, we've just got to be vaccinated. It's 
certainly do. And the, the figures are really hard to deny. You know, the, if you look at it, all we have to do is look south of the border. Um, the vast majority of people in intensive care in New South Wales are unvaccinated. Almost all of the deaths so far have been in uh, unvaccinated people. So it, it substantially puts up your risk. You know, the risk of vaccination is not zero, but the risk of catching the virus is vastly worse. And it, it's probably a choice between one or the other. There's probably no third choice, mm. as in get the virus or get the vaccine. I'll tell you what, I'm picking the vaccine. Absolutely. A great message to, to get across. Thank you, uh, Dr. Steve Hamilton, for coming on and explaining to that. It's very useful information. You have a great day and have a safe day. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you to your listeners.